Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Funds. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Weekly Commentary. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is May 28, 2018. It's 4.30 p.m. and my plane has just landed at Logan. In 15 minutes I'll be in my car, but it could be two hours before I'm home. I live 20 miles from the airport, but at this time of day there is just no fast way to my house. The tunnels are backed up, Star Drive is at a standstill, and the red brake lights are illuminating the otherwise beautiful Zakem Bridge. And whichever way I start, I'll end up in the traffic jam before the Concord Rotary, a monstrosity of transportation engineering that has raised the blood pressure of a generation of commuters travelling to and from the western suburbs of Boston. In short, my car is fueled up for speed, but there are roadblocks in every direction. Something similar could be said about the US economy today. Juiced with fiscal stimulus, high confidence and still low interest rates, it's ready to accelerate. But data released last week and due out in the week ahead highlight the roadblocks to faster growth. To start with, the most cyclical parts of of consumer activity appear to be stalling. Light vehicle sales, which peaked at 17.8 million units annualized in the fourth quarter of 2016, averaged just 17.2 million units in 2017, and based on industry reports, may have fallen to a nine-month low of 16.6 million units in May. One reason may just be improving vehicle quality. The average age of U.S. vehicles hit a record 11.6 years in 2016, and consumers holding on to cars much longer is depressing the demand for new vehicles. Other consumer spending is looking healthier and could post a 2.8% year-over-year increase in real terms for April when the personal income and spending numbers are released on Thursday. However, higher gasoline prices could pose a threat to spending going forward, particularly for the poorer half of American households, for whom the year-over-year increase in gas prices will likely more than offset savings from tax cuts. Housing starts may also be near a peak. At first glance, this seems implausible. Starts in the first quarter at 1.32 million units were only just above their 20-year average. However, the demand for housing may have been softened by a declining number of births, still tight lending standards, high levels of student debt and rising mortgage rates and home prices. Indeed, in April, a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage payment on the average new home sold was up 17% year-over-year due to the combined impact of rising home prices and rising mortgage rates. Numbers due out this week on home prices and pending home sales should confirm this problem. Business investment spending is also showing a lack of pep. Last Friday's report on durable goods suggests that capital goods shipments may actually fall in the second quarter relative to the first. While business optimism remains high, uncertainty about U.S. trade policy and the potential impact of higher interest rates may be slowing the growth in capital spending. Tariff concerns may also be hindering global growth which could look weaker in global PMI data due out on Friday. This slower growth combined with a recently higher dollar and a growing U.S. budget deficit could contribute to a rising current account deficit in the months ahead, acting as a further drag on U.S. economic activity. However, the most important roadblock to American economic growth increasingly centers around a lack of available workers. The May jobs report due out on Friday should show another roughly 200,000 workers added to U.S. payrolls with the unemployment rate staying at 3.9%, rounded to one decimal. However, beneath the surface, labour market conditions appear to be getting even tighter, with a record high level of job openings announced for the end of March and an almost 50-year low on weekly continuing unemployment claims hit in early May. 
In the April survey of the National Federation of Independent Business, 35% of firms claimed to have job openings that they could not fill, tying the highest percentage seen since November of 2000. In this environment, while some firms may decide to offer higher wages, others could just shelve expansion plans until they can find suitable employees. Now, none of this implies significant weakness in the US economy, which should post very respectable growth of 25 to 3% over the next year. However, it does suggest less potential for firms to build on this year's spectacular earnings gains. It also suggests a smaller risk of overheating or of more aggressive Fed action. For investors, this may not imply much change in asset allocation, which still appears to favour stocks over bonds and international stocks over domestic ones, at least in the long run. However, in the absence of positive structural change, it does underscore the need for better active management to enhance returns. If they ever fix the Concord Rotary, I'll be able to get home faster. But assuming they don't, I will have to use my knowledge of the road and online mapping to add a little speed to a slow ride. If we quickly agree to trade treaties to reduce rather than raise tariffs, and if we adopt comprehensive immigration reform to increase labour supply, the US economy should be able to grow faster in the long run. But if not, investors will need to be opportunistic in order to enhance their returns, given the roadblocks to both economic growth and to better gains in US equity markets and fixed income markets. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.